stadium status uh. My big brother was Big's brother Used to be Dame and Big's brother Who was hip-hop brother? Who was no ID friend? No ID my mentor Now let the story begin It's the hard knock life tour Sell out picture us in the mall Copping iceberg and yell out Jigger Yeah, that's a weird yell out Yell out You know the name, do I gotta spell out Or tell about J-A-Y And yay so shy That he won't even step to his idol to say hi Standing there like a mime And let the chance pass by Back of my mind, he could change your life With all these beats I did, at least let him hear At least you could brag to your friends back at the gig But he got me out my mama crib Then he helped me get my mama a crib Big brother was Man, big, big brother. brothers used to be Dame and Big's brother, right? Man, when we talking brotherhoods, you gotta play songs like this Good morning, good evening Good afternoon, no matter what it is for you right now when you're listening to this episode, I hope it is good for you. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Thoughts from a Counselor. I'm one of your wonderful hosts, Paul Singleton II. Lieber Lester III couldn't join us today. However, he will be back for our next episode, and he cannot wait to get back to this platform. And today, we also have some wonderful guests. Since I am here, um, alone, I have some wonderful guests that will be joining me. I'll introduce them in just a second, but I want to remind you all to continue to tune in to Thoughts from a Counselor. We are uh, two black counselors bridging the gap between what we know, what we were taught, and what we think we know, all through understanding the world by recognizing the world is still being formed. This podcast is our tool to support and guide counselors globally. So, Today's topic, mentorship. I have two wonderful guests with me. Um, I would like to introduce them one by one. First with Sebastian Kerr. Please, can you introduce yourself, Seb? Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Sebastian Kerr. I'm a senior at the University of Connecticut studying sport management. Um, also, at the University of Connecticut, I'm the president of the Sport Business Association and vice president of the Kappa Delta chapter of Connecticut Incorporated. Um, all about me. Nice to be here. Nice to, um, I'm excited to, to do this with Paul and Dr. Hines. So, get into it. You got to clap it up for, for our young Seb. Thank you, Seb. Thank you, thank you. Listen to the applause. We are all clapping for you. He, he is a graduate. He is a black man. He is doing wonderful things. And then... We, me and Seb, Seb, I would love your support in doing the honors of introducing this wonderful man, right? So we got one more guest for you. It's a special, special guest. Seb was a special, special guest. This is a special, special guest with a little uh, side of greatness, right? Like, we all got it, but he had to just sprinkle a little bit extra for this man. But it is Dr. Eric Michael Hines, or Eric M. Hines, as um, everyone else may know him as. He's an associate professor in the Department of Ed Educational Psychology and learning systems at the, he wanted to make sure, the Florida State University, as well as the coordinator of the counselor program, counselor education program, excuse me, in the school counseling track. Dr. Hines prepares graduate students to be professional school counselors. Dr. Hines' research agenda centers around college and career readiness for African-American males, parental involvement, and impacts on academic achievements for students of color. 
as well as improving and increasing post-secondary opportunities for first-generation low-income students of color, particularly African-American males. The man is here for his community. Additionally, he, he, his research interests include career exploration in fields of science, technology, engineering, math, also known as STEM, for students of color. Dr. Hines has secured research funding to study for college and career readiness, or excuse me, college readiness and persistence of African-American males to improve their academic and career outcomes. Further, Dr. Hines has worked on several grants aimed at increasing awareness of STEM careers for students of color in rural areas. He has over 30 publications while secured over six millions. I said it right, six million. Wow, six million. Six million dollars of external and internal funding for his uh, projects. His research has appeared in peer-reviewed journals such as the Journal of Counseling and Development, Professional School Counseling, the High School Journal, and Urban Education. Um, Dr. Hines has received his PhD from the University of Maryland, College Park, in counselor education with a concentration in urban school counseling. Finally, he has worked as a counselor in various K-12 settings and for the Ronald E. McNair Post-Baccalaureate Achievement Program. Dr. Hans, please, can you shout everyone out? How are you doing, everybody? Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here, um, and I'm honored to, to be on this podcast with two up-and-coming scholars. Thank you so much, man. Come on, we got to clap it, clap it up for Dr. Hans, too. We have two wonderful guests, and I'm so glad to have both of them here. So without further ado, let's continue our conversation. And as I discussed uh, briefly, our episode topic today is focused on passing the torch, a conversation around mentorship, right? In our first segment, we're focusing on defining a mentor and what mentorship is. For students, um, especially students of color, young adults, having a mentor ensures that there is someone there in their lives who cares about them and can help them visualize their success, a successful future. And to, in, in today's culture, where the reality is scripted for television, violence is part of every video game, finding meaning, a meaningful role model is hard. It's harder now, right? And it's more important than ever. So my first question for the both of you, um, and I'll start with you, Dr. Hans, um, when you hear the word mentor, what do you think of? So, so m mentor, when I hear the word mentor, I, I think about someone who has formal or informal ways of, uh, giving someone looking for resources or looking for a blueprint to success or end goal. For example, mm -hmm. Mentoring, mentoring rather can be facilitated in formal or informal ways. Formal mentoring means that there's a systematic programming that's offering support, resources, or guidance with an intended end goal, such as like improving academic outcomes right. uh, via grades, right? Yeah. So you can see formal mentoring programs in K-12 schools and universities. In fact, Seb and I, uh, we did a formal mentoring program at the University of Connecticut when I was faculty there. Wow. And they had a systemic structure uh, that helped us 
systematically and intentionally get together uh, frequently to talk about goals, to talk about what it means to be a leader, what it means mm. to be uh, exceptional. Yeah. And so that that's an example of formal mentoring. So mm. informal mentoring usually comes through, you know, two individuals who know each other already. They have an established relationship and they have agreed upon interests and they could be executed without being in the formal setting. So that could be, you know, someone at a church, like a pastor, or it could be someone in the neighborhood. It can even, even it can even be your big brother. Right. Or through uh, other avenues, like Paul, I know you as a doc student have mentored uh, hundreds of young men at the University of Connecticut uh, informally, mm-hmm. and they look to you to provide a blueprint of, what it is to be successful navigating through undergrad the undergraduate experience personally and professionally. Yes. So that's what I think of uh, mentorship. Also, uh, I have a mentor of mine, Dr. James Moore. I would say that's man. informal mentorship. Mm-hmm. We, we met through an organization about almost 20 years ago, and he's been my mentor ever since. Uh, my friend, my colleague, uh, and, you know, he held me accountable and he, he's given me a blueprint on how to be successful in counselor education, but also in academia as well and, and, and other personal endeavors, too. Right. So that that's what I think of when I think about mentorship. Okay. A mentor, rather. Sebastian, how about you? When I think of mentor, I think of teacher, but an unconventional one. Mm-hmm. So not in the sense of you go to class, you got to take notes. Um, I see someone who, a teacher in the sense of how they live their life every day is what you see yourself as some like someone down along the road. And they're mentoring you in a way to help you get there because yes. they have the keys. They know how to get there themselves. They've gotten there themselves. Yes. And they just want to help the next generation out to the best of their ability. And they know the best way to do that is for sometimes to be hands on with the next with the next person who they see that similar potential that they had in themselves um, when they were the same age. So <clears throat> I definitely see a mentor as a teacher, um, as a leader in their own way, and as someone who realizes that in order to continue on a path of greatness, they have to influence the next generation in a positive way. Yeah, I would I would have to double down on what both of you what, what both of you have been saying, like having that guiding light in your life to remind you hold remind you of what your purpose re- remind you of why you're in the situations that you are in with them as your mentor, but also holding you accountable, pushing you to be better. And Dr. Hines and um, Seb, you both brought it up having those mentors, whether they're formally or informally, guiding you and, and supporting you throughout your life makes your life that much easier and something to strive for, right? Because we all aspire to do things. We, the reason why we got into the things that we are into right now, whether that's personal or uh, professional, is because we, saw, we either saw someone else do it or we had someone guide us and talk us through this profession or this like of ours, and now it's something that we're really vested in. So having someone like a Dr. Um, Dr. Moore in your field on top of being a man of color as well, on top of having similar core values supported Dr. Hines in, in a way that he could get all types of mentorship from him versus just within my profession. And like you said, Seb, 
having that person to look up to or to push you um, is will make you even better so you can achieve those goals. It, it's really a wonderful thing to have a mentor from what it sounds like. <laughs> what it sounds like and what I know. <laughs> Let me just say that. Because <laughs> one of my mentors is, in, is on his phone right now, Dr. Hans, as, as he already Mine mentioned. Too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we understand um, what the word mentor means in, in our views, right? But now I, w- I want you all to think about what are the roles and responsibilities? Like wh- if you had to bullet point them, if you had to write a list and, and give it to someone, what, is, what do you think the roles and responsibilities of a mentor it, um, are, uh, Sebastian? Um, I definitely think they have to have constant and effective communication skills. Mm-hmm. So they have to be... I, I spoke of before be very hands-on in some type of way. Yeah. Um, Dr. Hines and I had a formal way of encountering with each other every day or um, every week right. because we had the, the Scholars House Learning Community, um, which we briefly talked about. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you want me to be the one to introduce. Let, let them know. Is. Let them know what Scholars is. <laughs> so Scholars House is... <laughs> formerly known as the Scholastic House of Leaders who are in support of African-American researchers and scholars. And it was founded by Dr. Hines at the University of Connecticut. Um, It's the first learning community um, like its kind um, in that region of the state or nationally, is that, is it, was the first of its kind nationally as well? Well, no, there there were other living learning communities for black men, but our focus was really on academics getting into graduate school and scholarships. So no, you you're headed in the right direction. I I think the beautiful part is that that we we got a lot of national recognition for a lot of the things we yes. had to go through to build it up. Yes, yes. So that that might be the first of its kind. <laughs> we really had to fight for what it really was because a lot of a lot of it actually was just miscommunication. Right. Because of course. They were saying we were trying to segregate, and we lived on the same floor as other learning communities in yeah. the same building. Mm-hmm. But it it was for it's for African American um, students at the University of Connecticut, open to any and all them demographics, but specifically the male students because, but and specifically the African American demographic, in order to help that specific um, retention rate and graduation rate from the university. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lived on the same floor, 50 young black African-American, you know, researchers, scholars, engineers, <laughs> yes. sports management yes. students, business students. And um, we all worked together, you know, had fun together, mm-hmm. uh, experienced success together. Mm-hmm. And we're all graduating together coming up this May. And graduating uh, soon. Yes, sir. Um, friends, we got a bond that will forever um, be intact, and you know it can all be credited to Dr. Hines for taking the the initiative to form that and to fight for it once people were trying to downplay it and falsify the narrative that he was trying to portray. So, clap it up for Dr. Hines one more yeah, time. Right, we'll clap it up one more time for Dr. Hines. We'll clap it up for the scholars. Thank Everybody you. is going to get love. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, back to the question, definitely communication, mm-hmm. um, effective 
focuses on leadership, I'd say that's the number one role right. and responsibility of a mentor in my book. Okay. Dr. Hans? I, I think a role of a mentor is to, to be present, to be accountable, uh, to make sure that the mentee is accountable, and to be able to relay any resources, any information that's going to help the mentee be better, live up to their potential, mm-hmm. um, avoid obstacles or barriers. Well, not maybe not even avoid, just to handle the obstacles and barriers that may come their way. I, I think even specifically as black men, you know, how, how do we make sure the younger generation, I just appropriate, just like the title, Passing the Torch, how do we make sure our younger generation of black men are successfully navigating life. Right. I mean, they're all aspects like personal, professional, family, mental health. How are we giving them the resources, the assets, and on some levels, for a lot of us, teaching them how to acquire power to be in be in positions to give other young men an opportunity. In essence, if we can, as mentors, how do we help our mentees create a legacy for themselves and their family and their community? Yes, yes, and and it reminds me of the relationship I have with you, Dr. Hunt, and how how you push me and make me think about the larger scope and legacy when it comes to almost every situation, whether it's a high academic situation or a low-level one, it's like think about the larger, the bigger picture, right? Or think about how the work that you are trying to do will impact your legacy. It's bigger than that. Um, Working um, nine to five or working hours that I'm working now isn't, the big picture. The big picture is me after getting earning a degree, me in academia, me uh, as an administ- administrator. So it that that role and responsibility is always to remind the that individual about the biggest picture, and that's what I, I would say is one of the bigger responsibilities of the mentor. Um, can't make the the mentee do it right, but always can remind them and push them to do it. Would y'all would would y'all agree? Right. Right. No, no, definitely agree. I think that the mentor, the position of the mentor is is to see the future of where that mentee can be if they're implementing these steps or 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 that or if they're listening. But the flip side is is how can the mentor ensure that they're listening to the mentee being mm-hmm. non-judgmental yeah. to help them navigate through that state? Because you know sometimes I'm mentees may not do everything right, but we, we have <laughs> right. to have that space. As we always say in our conversation, how do we have grace for folks and how do we have patience and then overlook that to continue to say, okay, all right, you, you may have made some mistakes here, but let's get back on track. Let's stay focused, you know, being able to say, all right, well, well let's back it up a, a, a little bit and let, let's figure out how to move forward here. I think, you know, we, we have to think about that on the mentor side is being able to uh, see uh, the potential and the gifts and the talents that our mentees can have, will have, if they're, they're, they're willing to listen and that they're willing to implement the steps or, or just using the steps to make sure that it works best for their situation or their right. circumstances, and they can change it around to adapt to what will work best for them. Right, and it seems like even each of us are in different stages of mentor-mentorship phases, if if there was phases for it, and I would think that uh, a brother like Sebastian, who is now 
would some would say is transitioning more to mentor versus mentee or or beginning the bud as a mentor, right? Because you're graduating mm-hmm. now, you're you're on a whole nother level. Dr. Hans and and other scholars have discussed when you graduate, you're you're considered on a whole new level, right? You can have different conversations now, right? So now we as, get grown man privileges. <laughs> exactly, grown man privileges. <laughs> Still on an undergrad budget, but grown man privileges, right? But, that part. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But um, now, now you have to start thinking about how Dr. Hans is uh, alluded. Uh, what Dr. Hans was alluded to that evolution of how you can push, but not um, be. Um, too far back with with your pushing how you can be encouraging but not like sympathetic or to not you can be encouraging and sympathetic but not to uh, a point that you're a detriment to the actual mentee Um, just being able to be that constant influence in that life and I wonder how have you started to think about this transition now that you are going into the next phase of your life absolutely just because as soon as actually I became a senior, I saw glimpses of that the transition already happening. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the freshmen who, um, like, would just like, who I would already see myself in would just already naturally gravitate me, gravitate mm-hmm. towards me. And um, the number one thing that we talk about, they would just ask me questions like, "How do I do this?" Um, or when you were in this predicament, how did you respond? And what way? So they started seeking the guidance from me, and it kind of pushed me to become a mentor to, towards them. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like when you see someone like you in your younger body, all you want to do is help them at the end of the day. I hear, mm. you. I hear you. Especially when they're from the same place as you, they look like you. Um, from the same circumstances, all you want to do is help because you want to make it easier for that next person because you realize once you get older, the only way that we can really get anything done is collectively yes. instead of individually. And I think that's the, that's the real statement of like becoming a mentor and like becoming just a man is knowing that you need others in order to help you. No, no bird soars too high on his own wing. So, mm. Um. I think that's the real essence of mentorship right there. It's understanding that you need to help others because um, once you like become successful or have any level of success, you know you didn't get there by yourself. Someone right. else right. also helped you. Right. So you gotta continue, you gotta continue it. Everyone needs someone, right. You're absolutely right. No one's done it on their own. Maybe in the movies, but not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but you kept you kept saying a phrase that that really is making me think, and then it kind of transitions into my next question. You kept saying seeing people that look like you, or or helping people, or supporting people that you see yourself in. Right? When I see you, I see a black man, right? Or I see a, a man who who is appears to be black. Um, would you Would you agree? Would you do you identify as an African American or a black man? Yes, sir. All right. So, so that makes sense. So with that being said, right, you see yourself in these people, whether, and I'm assuming that a lot of people that you're, you're having discussion with discussions with are African-American or black identify as black um, men, males as well. So I wanted to ask, how do you think mentorship impacts black males lives different from, from other um, groups or specifically you can just focus on how does, um, mentorship 
impact black males' lives if you don't want to. Yeah, I just want to focus on black males because that's who I was referring to. Oh, I feel mentorship is the difference between college and jail for a lot of black males. Mm. So what I mean by that is like even my parents were mentors to me. Like, cause right. not a lot, not everyone, not everyone's parents are good mentors. My parents were excellent mentors. Right. Um, my parents they kept me really sheltered during the time in my life where I needed to be. That's when I was in middle school and high school, living in the hood, going to school in the hood in the inner city of Hartford, Connecticut. Right. I feel like that was a period in my life where I needed to be sheltered and needed to be heavily mentored because if I wasn't, I feel like my environment would have consumed me and I would have been involved in other things that if they weren't in my ear, um, I would have been, you know, a lot like susceptible to, so like that, right. you know, you know what those things are. I don't really want, really want to get too much into it. To. I really noticed like I had friends or people that I grew up with who, you know, same area as me, my life turned out to be very differently than theirs. Um, and when I look at it, because I know a lot of them personally, I think it does come down to mentorship. Right. Um, at the parent level, but also, you know, who who the groups of people that they were hanging out with, friends, family. Um, a lot of my friends were older when I became in high school because I realized that um, <clears throat> these were people that I wanted, like, I would try to emulate. Like, I would always try to emulate success because I knew I wanted to be successful. So I tried to hang around a lot of successful people or people who I, I thought at the time were successful. I wasn't really trying to be around who like p- normal high school people would try mm. and be around. Like their friend, people their age that were in like involved in the same things that they were like like sports or whatever extracurricular clubs. I wasn't really with those those kind of kids. Right. So I I feel like all of that led to to me, um, like going to college, graduating from college, always keeping a job always being involved in something with a bigger purpose than me mm-hmm. and always taking that initiative to take on a leadership role. Um, because like, I know like leaders helped me get to where I am today. So I have to be a leader in order to give back to the same cause, understanding that at a very young age. And I really feel like the, the ones who didn't have that lesson, they turned out very differently. And it's sad because you know, if they had a mentor, maybe who knows, they could have been me or mm. better. So true, so true. Appreciate your words, Dr. Hans. Repeat the question again. Of course. So how do you, how does, how do you think uh, mentorship impacts black males' lives? Uh, well, I think it has a, it can have a profound impact in their lives. Uh, as I, as, as you know, and I know in the research, we, we've seen how mentorship has have improved academic outcomes and mm-hmm. social emotional learning for mm-hmm. black males. Uh, and I'll talk personally, anecdotally for, for what we've done um, in terms of working in the learning community and even in my work with black males. So, right. you know, because of mentorship, we have uh, young men who are graduating from college now. Uh, I, I, we talked a few nights ago, but over uh, half the young men who've graduated from the LC and even even other young men that I've uh, worked with before have uh, applied to and got into graduate school and, and mm. re- really never thought about grad school till we had that conversation. Right. And then we started looking at, you know, how does your academics align to what you want to do in your career? 
and we know about the underrepresentation in grad mm-hmm. school, achievement gap for black men, and also uh, other obstacles and hurdles that black men go through because that there is a lot. Um, and being able to have someone that is there, you know, whether uh, whether being another black man or, or someone who's interested in helping young black men and, and showing them a pathway and giving them opportunities and resources to get to that place, uh, it seems to be helpful. I, I think when we talk about mentorship, we, we have to look beyond, oh, this, this, this person in a power position or a helping position telling somebody, oh, this is what you need to do. You need to follow and do it. How, do, how about we show them? We, we listen. We listen to them. We give them opportunities. We bring them around my family. You, you know, a lot of the guys, Sib, all of them, know my kids, know right. my wife, right. know you know, know how I, I do business and mm-hmm. my personal life. So giving them an opportunity to see the glimpse that you know, Hans just isn't a professor. He he is a person. He's a human. He mm-hmm. he he has had to walk that walk too, and still have to walk that walk and talk the talk. And so I think mentorship encompasses all of that. How do we be able to put our young men in a position to to be successful or at least get the tools needed to be successful? Right. So true. So we've been talking about a lot of the effects and positive effects um, of mentorship and, and the benefits that come when you have a, a wonderful role model in your life. Um, but now I want us to, to kind of shift our thoughts to some of those challenges and obstacles that our students go through or that um, black males in general go through, right? Because many um, black and African-American males face challenges and obstacles in various arenas in life. For some of us, we are in positions to help each each other successfully navigate those challenges, and there's others that don't have that type of support. So my question to you um, both would be, in your experience, how do black males find or reach out to potential mentors and either one of you can start start us off go ahead Seth. um i'd say i'm trying to think of like how i met every mentor in my life and it was honestly through some type of program mm-hmm. some type of extracurricular program um, the first mentor that I ever had was through the National Urban League, actually the Urban League of Greater Hartford. Um, I was doing a pro, I was doing a project for my senior like capstone of high school, and I needed to partner with them um, for it. And through like another program that they were doing at the Urban League, I found out of, of a mentorship program. And one of the directors of the Urban League, um, I'd go to her office reg- regularly. Her yeah. name is. Um, uh, I go to her office regularly just to check in because I went to high school down the street and never seen her before, but she was um, well involved in the community and did a, mm-hmm. a lot of great community work. <clears throat> and she told me about the mentorship program. Um, set, within a week, I had a mentor and I didn't really know what a mentor really was for. Like, I felt like I said, I thought my, my, my parents were good enough mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, this mentor of mine, his name is Brendan Colbert. Colbert, he has a consulting um, agency. Um, he goes around, he does public speaking, motivational speaking, things like that. And um, he really just like bossed me up, um, 
got me my first suit, got me tailored, <laughs> right. like showed me like yes. really like how to present myself because I I had a really like had a deep conversation with him, told him where I was from, where I was going, where I wanted to go, mm-hmm. and ever since then he was like just on board, wanted to help me, and um he used his consulting firm as a way, as a means to help me be successful. Right. So I always, I always um, love and appreciate him for that because he never had to do that. He he randomly walked into the Urban League one day, saw like their advertising poster of mm-hmm. and just wanted to wow. be involved. Wow! And that's that's how that came about. And then kind of the same story with Scholars House. Um, I was at open house for UConn, and I was just doing tours of the buildings at UConn, and I found my way. To next gen, which was just happened to be the new the newest residence hall on campus, and I knew and doing the tour of the facility, they told me that in order to live in this nice, fresh new building, I had to be in one of these eight or seven seven or eight learning communities that lived here. Right. So I'm going through the brochure, reading up on all the all the learning communities, and then I see one for all black males, and I'm just like, all right, I don't even need to read this anymore. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Right then and there, I went home and I applied right then and there. Probably sent you or Dr. Hines an email right. and then got in. And then with by being accepted to that program, I was exposed to a plethora of different mentors from wow. you, Dr. Hines, you know, all of the grad assistants that were involved in the program. Yes. So I don't know. Like I've just found my way. I've always seeked programs for like my betterment, and through that, I've gotten mentors. That's a short way to answer that question. No, I get it. I get it. And it's always about when you put yourself in positions to succeed, you're bound to find somebody to support you, right? So what yep. it sounds like, you made sure you signed up for programs to support your betterment, like for you to be a better man. So mm-hmm. you're in those spaces where people want to be better men. So that means that those mentors are going to be there to support you because they want to see the better making of men. So. I think that makes a lot of sense to um, what you're saying around finding mentors. Dr. Hans, do you have any advice on, on how uh, students or individuals in general can find mentors, potential mentors? I, I think it's it, so two things. If, if you're in a high school, I mean, if you're in school or in college, I think it's probably easier to find someone who align with your goals and values mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. But the other question is like, all right, Hans, what what if I don't have anybody in my school or in my neighborhood or uh, where I live that easily get books? I mean, some of my mentors and books are Dr. Jawan Zakunjufu, mm. Dr. Carter G. Woodson, Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays. Those mm. guys, to me, are trailblazers. They they think about the community. They they are always uh, advancing education. So you know, I, I think you can find mentors through your books uh, as well. But the the bigger issue would be, and I think Seb alluded to it about one of his mentors is that how do we as mentors make sure that we're seeking out young men that we can help, not forcing ourselves okay to be a mentor. I think it has. It should be uh, a bi-directional relationship, a mutual relationship. Right. But uh, at the same time, you know, some of these young guys not out here trying to find it, but know that the, the, the Pauls of the world, the Hans of the world, the Sevs of the world are, are accessible.
accountable to them if they want help, if they need help. Uh, as soon as I got to Florida State, I had guys emailing me. I was like, wow, okay. We saw you here. You know, Dr. Hans, we know you. Can we sit down as soon as you get here? Right. You know, making yourself available to to the young men so that they know that access is easy. Uh, not the process, but the access could be easier for them to find uh, uh, mentors to talk to and to work with. Right. And and Dr. Hines, um, bless you. Um, you, you bring up a, a valid point, right? And since um, mentorship is is about uh, going, being a go getter to me, right? And and you both know this. This is one of my favorite phrases, man. Close mouths, they don't get fed. And what it sounds like is no matter, <laughs> right? They don't. Um, but no matter if you are a formal mentor, you have a mentor who's physically in front of you, or you have a mentor that you reached uh, out to via articles or books and things that you read by them. Like if you want this type of relationship, if you want to be better, you have to be a go getter to go out there and, and go get it for yourself. It's not just going to come naturally to you. Right, right, right. right. Uh, part of it is is that usually if, if you're seeking a mentor, you, you already have that mindset, that paradigm that's saying that there is something that I want to do that is greater yeah. than myself who is already in that position or who, who are doing those things or at least inspiring. And I want to I find out what they're doing so I can apply it to my life. Right. Okay, so let's on the flip side, Dr. Han, since I got you on right here right now. So now you're, you're the most, you know, senior mentor out of us all right now. And I'm sure that you've had so many different opportunities to mentor students, people coming up to you as you described, right? So I, I'm, as I know, um, you don't have all the students that, that have come up to you are not your mentees, right? So what are some of the qualities, <laughs> what, what, what would you say are some of the qualities that you look for in, in a mentee when you want to take up uh, that responsibility as a mentor? Uh, I think for me, the biggest thing is, is listen. I'm not saying you have to do everything I say do, but yeah. you, you, you got to be, you got to listen. And, and for me, you got to want accountability. The, the folks who say they wanted mentorship from me or want it, me to be their mentor, and they fell off. I mean, like hard. Those are the two things they they didn't want to listen, mm-hmm. or they didn't want the accountability. And, and and I and I don't think those two things are hard to do, even in the most extreme circumstance. I'm I'm going to figure out how to help you get the resources you need to be successful. For sure. For sure. Another part is showing up. Some people just don't show up. <laughs> oh, I got this. Right. I got that to do. I'm sorry, or they just fall off. You know, you know, half of the battle, half of being successful is showing up. You know, whether you're scared, whether you're nervous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know seven of them used to say it all the time. They go Dr. Hines again, talking that talk. <laughs> you know, when I go hard, it's about, you know, because I care. I think if a mentor really cares, they're going to push you. And sometimes you're not going to like it. Right. But who's going to waste their time if they don't care? The same with your parents. The same with your, your parents. They might be getting on you, but they care. If, if you weren't their child, they'd be like, well, that's so-and-so's child. Oh, well, pray for them or whatever. So, you know, I think that's the other part of it is you have to understand that if you're being held accountable, it's really because 
in, in this relationship, the person cares that I care about you. And so I know where you can be and I, I see the potential you have. And it's not always, it's not going to be an easy road to get there. Right. And that's what the mentor is t- telling you what you don't want to hear. I mean, sometimes it has to be that way. Yeah. So, you know, Seb and I had talks a, a few times. Seb, you need to be doing this. Why are you not doing that? Right. You need to stay focused. It's same, same with you and I, Paul. I, you know, <laughs> I think, all right, Dr. Hines, I'm doing that. Nope. Yeah. You need to do yeah. this. You need yeah, to do right. that. Right. And, and, you know, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but sometimes that light goes off like, yeah, Hans was right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, I see what he was saying because th- this is the situation that came up at hand and now I know how to deal with it. Yeah. So, you know, being that mentor, you know, you're not always going to be like, I'm not looking for likes. I'm looking for impact. I'm looking for being influential. I'm, I'm looking for change in the next generation. Can I, can I say something one one on one point? Please go ahead. I think another it's a it's a two way street because it's like a trade off. Yeah. Like the mentor, it's the job of the mentor to do that, but it's also the job of the mentee to really listen to that point because sure. I'm, I'm like I'm not really impacted by praises anymore. Like, because I've done, like, accomplished the things that I've wanted to personally and I, like, had my own personal success. Like, I'm not really doing it for, to to make anyone else, you know, happy or anything like that. I'm really doing it for myself and accomplish my own personal goals. So what I'm really looking for for mentors are critiques, things that I need to 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 focus on to, to turn weaknesses into strengths. And if someone who is working with me every day can see that and care enough to say that to me mm-hmm. that's what i'm remembering the most like i'm not really remembering like the, the praises that they're giving to me because it, that's easy for somebody to say right like you know yeah that's easy but for someone to critique you that really shows like you know they're watching you they they have a knowledge or they've been through that same type of situation before to and they're, they're trying to prevent you from making the same mistake and i really i really value that so well said well said and and I would say that in all the relationships between the three of us and the ones that I've experienced um, outside of us, um, it's usually that way. It's that two way street. It's that I respect. I have a mutual respect for you. So if you are guiding me, regardless if I disagree with you, I will try it out. Right? You got to give it a chance, and and still do it. Um, do things the way that best suits you and what I'm comfortable with. But having that 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 person, I keep coming back to that guiding light that support, that role model, all these different words that mean the same thing, that that individual who can support and make you a better a better man is the type of person you want in your life, especially as a mentor. So our final segment, segment before we close up um, is around the counseling field. So Dr. Hines, we're, we're really going to lean on um, you to help us um, answer some of these questions. And we're still focusing on mentorship, um, but now we're looking at looking at it through the lens of in the counseling field. So, how does it connect? How does mentorship connect to counselor education, whether it's school, mental uh, health, cl- clinical, or counselor ed in general? Well, well, first off, I think being in the counseling field, be, being a counselor in general, I, I think you, you're going to serve. And one of those mentor, quasi-mentoring roles, because it's a helping profession, right? 
So someone is coming to you for expertise or or at least as a counselor to you help them help them to think about what they need to be doing right or what what is the next corrective action with that issue mm-hmm. so I, I definitely see mentoring connecting to the counseling field greatly even as a school counselor students are coming to school counselors for assistance and guidance and uh, for them to help them get to the next grade resolve a mental health issue or social emotional issue and to even think about college and career so school counselors are in a position to to be mentors whether formal informal intentional Mm. unintentional it's about helping uh people and and that's in the profession that's mentorship all day is how are we helping other people uh get to the next level right so it sounds like you would say it's very important to have mentorship involved in your counseling field? Oh, I, I, I definitely. I mean, I, I like I said earlier, as a grad student, I, I got mentors in the counseling field, school counselors, counselor educators, professors who were doing the same work I wanted to do at the time. And I still have them now who are doing the same exact work, uh, whether I talk to them on a consistent basis or right. get feedback or whether I just read their work. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's ongoing because uh, in order to be uh, a great counselor, you got to study the greats and also want to be great yourself. Yes. So true. So true. Um, and greatness. Um, one thing that uh, I joke with you a lot, Dr. Hans, I'm tired of being good. I want to be great. If you want to be All great, <laughs> right. If you want to be great, you gotta, you have to study them. You have to be uh, model yourself as it, as if you were modeling their lives as well. Um, greatness um, exudes greatness. Excellence exudes excellence. So if you want to be in that space, you uh, have to harness your skills and, and master your craft. Um, so I would agree. Um, so my final question um, in the counseling field, um, while we focus on mentorship in the counseling field, what advice would you give to counselors and counseling professionals around being and finding a mentor? So kind of the same thing I said earlier, I think in the counseling field, that there are plenty of uh, individuals who are either counselors or counselor educators if you're in grad school. Who are, who are likely doing the work that you want to do. Uh, you can find them through various organizations as well, like American Counseling Association, uh, uh, American School Counseling Association. I'm, I'm just listing a few organizations. These are not exhaustive, just a few. Right. Uh, your professors, uh, some of the literature that you may have to read as a counselor or uh, a counselor in training. I think you could, you could definitely find a lot of mentors there. And, even, you know, some of the social media uh, platforms there, a lot of counselors and counselor educators on there who uh, tweet and talk about counseling. I know I've seen people on there. So I think those are just a few ways that you could find mentors. Mine just happened to, you know, I, I believe I always believe being open to opportunities. So me being open to opportunities, that's how I found individuals. And then also in my mind, I was like, I'm, I am going to be the best school counselor or one of the best in my field. Right. So in, in a sense, for me, I felt like I, I just divinely ran into folks or met people who are mentors in my life or who have helped me to this day. Wonderful. Wonderful. And 
And I think to close, having mentors and counseling, a counselor is nothing more than a mentor in, in that role in itself. So if you mm. are embodying being a counselor, that means you're going to embody being a mentor. So you need mm-hmm. to ensure that you have some form of mentorship, um, whether you're providing it to someone or, or both. You're providing it to someone and you're receiving it from someone else. Um, with that being said, we're down to our final segment of Thoughts from a Counselor. And for everyone who tunes in weekly, um, you all know this, this segment is called Lead by Example, right? So during this segment, we usually highlight people in our lives, whether it's large or small scale, that are doing good work. Work can mean academic work. Work can mean physical, emotional work. Or you can just highlight something good that's happened to you within your life. But it's all about you leading by example. So you're starting a new norm for someone else. So, Sebastian, would you mind starting us off with who would be your lead by example person for the week or individual for the week? I got to go with me. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Highlight yourself, brother. You got to go with me because... So I've been in North Carolina for two weeks now, okay. and um, I just got a call yesterday that I got an offer from the Carolina Panthers. Oh! Hey. Oh! All right. Drop All right. live in effect on Authorum, a counselor. You heard it here first. My boy Seb is working hey, for the Panthers. It's a live exclusive. It's a live exclusive. I ain't even exclusive, changed my link man. yet. Exactly. Exclusive. <laughs> You heard it here first. You heard, you heard it, it here, here first. first. And wait, for everyone in Carolina, Seb is not the reason Cam is no longer there. Please do not flood his inbox. He is not the reason Cam is no longer in Carolina. But congrats to you, bro. Fighting, I'm actually fighting for Cam to come back. I signed all the <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. My boy, I've been watching him on the gram. He's working. Yes, he's back at work. Um, congratulations. Yeah, I got to applaud myself for that because yes, yes. I, I didn't even expect that to even happen. That's beautiful. Congratulations, Happy. brother. Congrats. Yeah, just another option, just another avenue that I could potentially take. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good one to have on the table, so I'm excited. Yes, wonderful. Congrats. To one more clap. We got a round of applause one more time for Sam. This brother is working. But brothers in a deeper sense, and the word, but this man just surprises me year by year. I'm so happy for you, brother. Appreciate you, bro. No doubt, no doubt. Dr. Hines, lead by example. Who is your individual of the week? Well, well, I got, I got individuals Please. of the week. Shine I, I think my lead by example, and, and this is a special shout out to the first responders during this coronavirus. Yes. Uh, Law enforcement, uh, fire department, uh, healthcare workers, hospital. Yes. Also, the educators, whether you teach in college or teach in K twelve, being able to adapt and be flexible in your teaching style. Uh, so, I, I want to give a shout out to the, and, and even the, the parents that are home with their kids and, and still having to work. Those are my lead by examples because, I mean, frankly, these are sacrifices and changes in the lives of uh, all of these individuals that, you know, that, that, that frankly, I mean, it, it could turn into, it could have turned into a disaster, but they stepped up to the plate and right. saying, this is my role. This is my responsibility at this level, whether it's for country, whether it's for saving people, taking care of my own family. So I just want to give a shout out to the sanitation workers as well. Uh, being able to be on the front lines. Cause I mean, right now, a lot of people, our grocery store workers, 
individuals who are having to still work out in stores or work out in the field. So those are my lead by examples because they're, they're sacrificing their lives every day uh, or they're making adjustments to their lives so that there's some normalcy or consistency for someone else or some resources available. Yes. So I just want to say that's my lead by example. Wonderful, Dr. Hans. We got to clap it up for everyone, Dr. Hans. Just shout it out. Yes, yes, yes. They deserve it. You are our essential workers. You are people who are changing the lives of the hectic lives and, and difficult, some say would say difficult, and changing lives that we have right now. So we are grateful for you all. Um, I would say definitely my, my person for the week would be, or individual for the week would be Dr. Cluiston Challenger. His name, mm. <laughs> right, you, you all may recognize his name. Uh, he was a guest on our show a few episodes ago. However, he's also a professor of mine, and he has been doing a lot in our program, um, to say the least, um, and a lot of it um, with limited support. So I'm very proud and glad to see that he takes every challenge that comes at him, and he overcomes it. He fights, he works, he studies, and he always thinks about the students first um, in their entire experience. So I'm very Glad to have him as a additional mentor, as an advisor as well, similar to Dr. Hans. And I hope he continues to get all the recognition that he deserves for all the hard work that he does. So clap it up one more time for Dr. Challenger. Yeah, one more. You got one more, Seb, you said? One more. We got one please, more. Just please. because I, I want to show my selfless side. I don't want to make it seem like I'm not. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Can y'all identify the woman in this picture? Oh, Madam C.J. Walker. Yes. So, I don't know if y'all checked it out yet, but there's like a show on Netflix called Self Made mm -hmm. that's talking about her and her life. And y'all should definitely check it out if y'all haven't seen it before. It documents like her coming up from nothing to being like the United States, the, the, the first ever self-made millionaire. Um, black person in the in the country, and it, and it's um it's produced by like LeBron James um production company. I don't wow. even know. Wow. It's on Netflix right now, so it definitely influenced me. And I even put her a picture of her riding around the hood in her bend <laughs> on my um wallpaper. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, definitely, it's a great show. Everybody should check it out. But that's who my other person of the week would be. Would be Madam C.J. Walker. Um, absolutely. Thank you, Madam C.J. Walker. Clap it up for Madam C.J. Walker. Her documentary on Netflix, Self Made. Seb doesn't work for Netflix. He just works for the Panthers, but he had to plug that wonderful documentary. Thank you, brother. Self Made. Um, with that being said, we've uh, concluded. Uh, to We've ran out of time, and now we will conclude this wonderful episode. So, again, I thank both of you for joining me. Uh, on Thoughts for a Counselor. We look forward to having you as guests again. Um, if there's any final words of encouragement or thoughts around mentorship or anything that is on your mind that you want to uh, say before we close, this is your chance. Uh, I, I think if, if you want to be great, seek out great. If you want to be excellent, you need to seek out excellence. One of my mentors said, the late, great Dr. Jones, excellence without excuse. Mm. And, and Dr. Moore would say, uh, lead, follow, or get out the way. <laughs> facts, facts. Sebastian? Um, i just like to leave everyone with love conquers all. 
there's a lot of things going on right now, but another aspect of mentorship was this underrooted, I think, branch of love that we didn't really get to, but it was it's the underlying message under the, all of this is just like the love for the next person that you want to transfer. So love conquers all everyone. Yes. Continue showing love. Continue looking out for your brother. Am I, I am my brother's keeper. I am my scholar's keeper. Continue being brotherly to your brothers. Uh, mentorship is key. Thank you all for coming again and we will see you next episode this is thoughts from a counselor i'm paul singleton the second and we're out stadium status uh. my big brother was big's brother used to be dame and big's brother who was hip-hop brother who was no id friend no id my mentor and i let the story begin it's the hard knock life tour sell out picture us in the mall copping iceberg and yell out jigger yeah that's a weird yell out yell out you know the name do i gotta spell out or tell about j-a-y and yay so shy that he won't even step to his idol to say hi standing there like a mime and let the chance pass by back of my mind he could change your life with all these beats i did at least let him hear at least you could brag to your friends back at